What's up, everybody? What up, what up? What's I, going on? I feel like you can always tell which is the, the, the second episode that was done in a day. <laughs> because we're not as, as motivated with the hellos. No, I mean, we're still motivated, but I'm not hyper and crazy. Which is That's true. goes to show you that I am a... I guess people would say I'm a morning person. I don't consider myself a morning person, but... I am definitely not a morning person. Uh, never in my life. I'm an, I'm an all-day person because I'm like this as soon as I wake up and until I pass out. Brian's on all the time. Except like in the middle. Maybe I'm, an, I'm a morning and night person because in the middle, middle of the day, I'm like this. I'm like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> I, I need my... Yeah, nap. middle of the day, if you're at work and stuff like that, you're just trying to get through that. So yeah. I can see how you're... I mean, I'm sure you're still like a delightful person. It's just not as hyper- as you would be if you were before work or after work. It makes yeah, sense. I think that's <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm not at work person. <laughs> Even though I most love people, my job. Most but... people aren't. Exactly. Regardless yeah. of loving your job, it's still a job and that's what makes it feel that way. Yeah. That's what makes it a chore. Find find a job what is it? Find a job uh, that you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And I'm just like, yeah. I, I really love my job, but I'm still working, guys. <laughs> I still got to wake up and go to the office and sit down and do tasks. So I get there's a more altruistic yeah. sentiment behind that statement. But unfortunately, it still feels like work. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> I am pretty happy, though. I, I'm getting to work on an all Canadian playlist uh, right now, which is pretty fun. I do enjoy oh. doing all Canadian stuff. That's cool. Yeah, you got some pretty dope stuff going on too. You had a little feature as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was featured uh, recently. If uh, you guys want to check that out, we posted it on the Franklin Armstrong Facebook, so you can go back. There's probably going to be a few months back at this point for you guys, but uh, so check it out. Go onto the Franklin Armstrong Facebook page, um, at Franklin Armstrong D O T C O M, and just scroll through. You'll see us. We're uh, we'll, we're there. We got all our stuff, and there's a feature uh, of uh, Doc Holiday at work. I'm not going to tell you where I work because you should find it. That's uh-huh. that's what go go on to the page and you'll see because there's a big picture of me and a whole article about it's me. It's a very lazy scavenger hunt. Yeah, <laughs> it's a super lazy scavenger hunt because it's there. I'm telling you where to get it, and then you can stalk me. And then if you're an artist or a musician, you'll probably want to stalk me because I might be able to get your music onto playlist. But that's a whole other. Ooh, there you go. Only if it's good, though. And let's be honest. <laughs> I, I mean, it's not about like I might love your music, but it also has to fit with the type of playlist that I'm building for companies. So, mm-hmm. but in any case, that was that was some fun chit chat. Mm-hmm. On to the next one. How I hope everyone's doing well. Uh, and let me introduce the team to my left and in the studio, Dave. Of Squared Idea, a co-writer of Trinity, also doing the the coloring of it. Uh, Going to give a shout out to uh, Chris Nicholson and Mike Wilcox, the founders of Squared Idea. If you have an idea and you need help uh, getting it out there, please contact us. I actually do have an idea. I do. I have to. I, I, want, I actually have a couple too. Yeah, you have a couple too. Yeah, I have an idea for a character that I want to create, so I have to work on that because I'm trying to. I have to build the world first. That is literally why we're here. Yeah. Literally, if you need guidance, that's why you're supposed to call. Yeah, and like yeah. you don't even have to call. I'm here every two weeks. You I know. know. Just talk. I want to. Wanna, I want to do some world. Let's building. open up. <laughs> want to do some world. We'll do it after. All right, you know what? I'll, I'll do a live pitch of my character's attributes. I don't really have a backstory or anything though. You want to do that now, or you want to do it after? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right now. Cool. <laughs> this is improv. improv. This is good. Just, go. just, 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 just the character attributes, not nothing else. Um, name Jericho Falls. Okay. Alias or aliases, Echo, Nightfall, Stormbringer, powers and abilities, enhanced metabolic functions, much like Captain America, 
weapons expert, master in all forms of martial arts, and master tactician. Mm. Not bad. Jericho Falls. I actually really like the name. Yeah, that is a dope name. Because to be honest, that's actually one of the... It's really easy to think of a, 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 a... like what would make a character cool? Like you yeah. know, you're like, okay, well, this guy could do this. Obviously, like, oh, he could fly. Well, that's obviously yeah, cool. Once, once you have the name, I feel like the rest kind of falls. Yeah, because then it, it gives a it gives a personality. Usually, <clears throat> yeah. usually, name gives a, a background. Or that's like, the thing for my character. I have the name, but I have no idea what I want to do with the name. So it, his full name is William Magnus the Third. Very but very he's chic. He's called Billy <laughs> B- Billy Magoo. How does one get from one to the next? <laughs> well, Billy, well Billy Williams, Billy Mags, obviously. Bro. No, but that's it. Because so his name is William Magnus III, but they call him Billy Magoo. His grandfather was Wild Willie, oh. who was William Magnus the first, and his dad mm-hmm. is William Magnus the second. And one of the ideas I have in my mind is that I I I kind of want the idea to be that you never know what era they're in. So there is like technology, but there's also like weird segments where there's not technology. So like a Westworld type, like ambiance. Well, I mean, in the sense sense of the visual, in the visual, not in the sense of the concept. Yeah, Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it is there is a Western aspect to it because I mean, when your grandfather's name Wild Willie, that's I feel like that's coming back actually. Western, Western. I mean, Westworld probably definitely helped with it. Yeah, but in general, I feel like that concept is coming back. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and and but one of the things that I actually I probably don't want to say it because if I do make it, uh, it will be an interesting aspect of the story. But um, but yeah, anyways, that was fun. That's that was very impromptu. That, that's our elevator pitch for our own ideas that we are. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take them under advisement. I'll bring them to the, the to the heads. There you go. There you go. Uh, but yeah, so the Squared Idea does stuff like that. So if you guys are interested, uh, hit them up squared ideacom You can hit up Chris, Mike. Dave. Dave. Well, I, um, I wanted you to say your own name because oh, you're here. Well, that's because I was I wasn't sure. I was like, wait, you, you're, point, you're pointing at me, so I'm like, I'm, I'm like, oh, I do I the show with you every two. Yeah, weeks. but sometimes you say my name, sometimes you don't. You and when it's the official intro. It's never. But then you're like Dave, Dave, and Chris. You know. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's on me. Okay, sorry about that. We, we had and then finger you had, snaps. Now. You had that. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the new guy whose name I feel bad. Uh, a Mike Farino. Ah, Farino. We can't we we can't name the mics anymore, so it's Wilcox and Farino. Yeah, I call because that's it. In my head, I was like, his name starts with. F, but I couldn't remember Farino. Right. Yeah, his story I, I, I was saying recently sounds super cool too. Mm. We also um, have uh, Ryan Patry, who's going to be. Uh, he's another writer that we have on. Oh, cool. uh, on he's he, but he's on. Uh, he has a lot of ideas. He's just at the 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 commencement stage. Okay, okay. Of his ideas. Oh, we just got an artist, and I can't remember his name at the moment. It's James something, but I can't remember his last name. But anyway, team. He's a guy it. from New York, though. So if that if anyone's like hearing this and from far, we we work at at a distance as that's well. Awesome. So like, just that's a great segue. Thank you so much. That's <laughs> awesome. And then Toby repping out of the T dot. Anything you want to tell the people? Not more than usual. Um, where, where, <laughs> follow where me we... on Instagram yeah. at that fit dude. And then for the T-H-A-T intro, fit dude. Oh, that's true. I did make the interest in this, uh, this, this awesome show. show. Uh, you, you can find it on SoundCloud under the name Abstract A B S T R A Q. And you can license the beat. So as much as we love it as our intro, um, if you are an artist who's looking to, you know, as I mentioned, where I work, it is a type of beat that we would like for certain playlists. It just, you know, if someone wanted to rap over it and make a whole production of it, <laughs> there you go. So those are some there options. And uh, I'm Brian Holiday. You can find me on Instagram at Brian Holiday, H-O-L-I-D-A-E. Uh, and then this is the show. This week we are going to be discussing the one, the only, 
Saga. This uh, volume one written by Brian K. Vaughn, art by Fiona Staples. And if I'm not mistaken, there's also lettering by someone named Stephen something. I always feel like I forget his name and I didn't write it down. So that's my bad. And I do apologize to that. And he's not actually credited on the cover. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, yeah, because I saw it online somewhere, but I don't uh, like on the issues that I've read. I've never seen I, lettering by Eric Stevenson. Eric's us. Uh, sorry, 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 that's not true. Eric Stevenson is the coordinator of whatever. Yeah. But letter, lettering and design is by Phonographics. I guess it's a company. Oh, that's weird because I saw it originally. It showed me a name. In any case. Yeah. There you go. So we're going to be doing our elevator pitch. I'll read to you guys the original that was written on the back of the uh, volume one, if I'm not mistaken, for Saga. This one is coming from Image. From New York Times bestselling writer Brian K. Vaughn, Why the Last Man, Ex Machina, and critically acclaimed artist Fiona Staples, who worked on Mystery Society and North 40, Saga is the sweeping tale of a young family fighting to find their place in the world. When two soldiers from opposite sides of a never-ending galactic war fall in love, they risk everything to bring a fragile new life into a dangerous old universe. Fantasy and science fiction are wed like never before in a sexy, subversive drama for adults. This specially priced volume collects the first arc of the smash hit series, The Onion, AV Club, calls the emotional epic Hollywood wishes it could make. So yeah, that's a pretty... Uh, I, I mean, it even says this specially priced volume, so you definitely know it's off of the, the first volume right there. But yeah, I mean, um, elevator pitch, and I, I, I say this, uh, and I, I tried my best to think of another way of saying it, um, but it, it, it's like Star Wars meets like Lord of the Rings style. That's what a lot. Yeah. Of, that's what a lot of people say, and I really wanted to try and think of something else. But it, it, essentially, you'd be saying fantasy meets science fiction, which is what they wrote. Right. And I would, instead of Lord of the Rings, we can kind of bring it down a little bit. Oh man, actually, maybe not. I was going to say Game of Thrones, but it's actually definitely more Lord of the Rings. Yeah, because there's still in terms there's, of characters. Yeah, there's still like I mean, there's a bit of magic in G- Game of Thrones, but there's still like right. I I feel like there's a whole side of people who literally just live in the world of magic mm. in this one. Yeah. Um, I mean, some people also say uh, it's um, space opera meets fantasy, hmm. but like all of yeah. those are, it, it's hard to like if legit. If I was to do the elevator pitch, I'd probably do it as this because this is one of the things I love about these types of stories. Is I try to explain to people that the story itself is to the backdrop of these things. Mm. So mm. I would tell the person. Let's say Star Wars meets fantasy, but my core story isn't necessarily about that. I'm taking a and then, on, and then on top of that, Saga is like Star Wars, but unfilmable. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because of so many fantastical elements in yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. I, I think right now it's probably not we're not there technolo- like technology wise to film a movie like this and do it justice. No. Yeah. I don't think so. I would say the way I would p- probably pitch it to people is it's Romeo and Juliet set to the backdrop of a Star Wars and Lord of the Rings combined universe. What, what, <clears throat> that, though, that's how I would true, it. true. But it's like Romeo and Juliet are grown are grown ups here. Yeah, exactly. And they, and they didn't commit suicide. <laughs> <laughs> so and they're on the run from the two sides, both families that are chasing. Yeah, because this is what would happen if they actually ended yeah. up together and they were wanting to move forward. Sorry, go, go ahead, Dave. Go. Actually, this is our elevator pitch. Yeah, <laughs> actually, what what I was actually going to say, which I I feel like you guys have really like taking the wind out of my sails here um it definitely no because i agree with everything you're saying that's why um and i was going to say that it's 
uh, Star Wars with a bit more emphasis on like Jedi side of things uh, being like a bit more magical meets Romeo and Juliet, but they don't kill each other. And instead of it being family oriented, it's uh, slave versus non-slave oriented. That's mm. how I got out of it. Okay, like because like, that's dynamic. like the that's the whole war aspect of it because it's yeah. it's really they claim that the 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 Moonies are like I, I feel at least with and we'll get into it a bit more in, when we do our review. I feel like the Moonies are like slaves to <clears throat> to land. Oh, fall. so I see what Toby Toby what you were saying about Game of Thrones. I get what you're saying then because that's Toby uh, Dave is making the point. It's kind of like the slave aspect and how the slaves are revolting. Because right. they're yeah it's, okay so I see yeah so there are Game of Thrones elements in there with but it's not it's if I'm gonna say Game of Thrones I don't think Game of Thrones is as fantastical as Lord of the Rings is yeah. so it's like a tiny portion of that mm. but even in Lord of the Rings that's that is what's happening the people are sort of revolting against Tyrion oh true true so true. it's yeah. it's still it's so I can kind of keep Game of Thrones out of it at this point I think yeah okay but yeah guys that's the that's the elevator pitch I mean if anything Saga is one of those ones and once again like I've said before you can definitely tell the ones we like versus the ones we dislike because with this one we all gave it very positive like I didn't say what's that what was Disney's horrible Star Wars attempt before they bought Lucasfilms John oh. uh, the one oh, that uh, John, John Carter, Carter. yeah because oh, if I if oh, I wanted yeah, to insult right. it I would say it's John Carter meets crap but no you don't <laughs> say Star Wars how crazy you mentioned this because last night I was literally talking about John Carter to someone oh god and then you mentioned it today it's like it was meant to be or something I apologize I was, I was that I even brought it up I was saying how terrible it was and like trying to describe his powers, saying it really didn't have any powers, but yeah. the fact that he could, jump, he could just jump high because the gravity doesn't affect him as, yeah. as much. Anyway, it was stupid. It was yeah, a it was dumb stupid. movie. I actually never watched it because I could. It still has I a could six, I could. 6 out of 10 on IMDb for some reason. It does. Anyway, so you know what? We're not even going to go there. Once again. <laughs> Sidetracks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This episode's called Sidetracks. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, there you go. Saga is where it's at. If you guys are interested, um, we're going to be doing that full discussion in a second but first we start off with what we love to call judgment call dave do you want to do the intro yes so as we always do on the show this is our, our segment uh the main event of the evening is what i like to call it uh it's uh, our chance to fight for our character's right to be in the spotlight we are all uh, we have two competitors and a judge the two competitors are given three minutes to plead their case then they have uh we're each given one minute to tear down the opposition whether or not you want to actually attack their character themselves uh do death threats it doesn't matter at this point in time <laughs> it's all happened on the show and then the judge will then determine who basically wins whose character really does deserve uh more spotlight and this week the judge is toby so yeah i think toby is the judge and then uh yep. dave and i will be the ones going into the pit now how did you you want me to keep time or are you going to use the timer on your screen okay yeah i can yeah, use the we, timer we, on my we, screen if you yeah, like we'll, we'll, we'll be I think actually, you know what? What? Because I need to be aware of it. Actually, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's I'll true. Do it. I will. I will. I will do it on my end. Uh, let's see. Okay, and I'm going to. You guys, you're both ready. You got your characters. Yeah. Yep. And there's no penalties this week. Oh no penalties! Never gonna live that down. Back with that said, he has the power. He's going mad with power already. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll let Doc go first. Three, two, one. All right, folks, we are going to be doing the one, the only, Mary Marvel, considered <laughs> one of the few characters in the DC universe that no one gives a crap about. 
seen as the sidekick, the lesser than, the unimportant, the toss away. I'm saying it all now because I'm trying to make sure you guys get what I'm trying to say. This woman who is powerful and incredible and has done some of the best things for DC is regularly tossed aside and considered nothing more than a joke. A cheap imitation of an imitation. She's not even the sidekick to the Captain uh, Shazam. She's the sidekick to his sidekick. Of all the insults in the world, folks, could you think of anything less? But you know what? Here's your opportunity to give that person a chance to shine. Once again, Mary Marvel is someone who is almost as powerful as Shazam himself, but is regularly tossed aside and ignored because they just didn't actually want these characters. One of the things when they bought Shazam from Timely Comics DC, they really wanted to focus more on him Shazam, Billy Batson, and his story than Freddy and his sister, Mary. And by doing so, they made these characters kind of a joke. They made them, you know, kind of weak. I mean, when they revert back to their standard, regular selves, they're not really all that impressive. She's just a young woman, a brunette, lives her life. She does nothing of importance. But the character has power, and there are almost no stories told about her. She's always just a secondary to whatever Marvel's doing. And that's unfortunate, because Marvel is a child. She's actually a teenager. She's actually lived a bit, and she has the powers. I think, if anything, that gives you an opportunity to write some very interesting stories. You have people who are act- who have actually lived a bit and aren't just children who need to be coddled in a lot of situations. She's a teenager who was, if I'm not mistaken, I think at one point they were living on the streets. I'm trying to remember, but uh, I unfortunately do not have that right in front of me. But yeah, they're, they're characters who have not been given the opportunity to grow. And I say specifically Mary because Freddy, you know, he's an interesting character, but he's actually gone through a few things already in the, in the universe. And I feel that Mary has not. Um, in the one story that I know of her where um, there was a story a couple years ago in the DC universe where there's like a dark alternate universe, something they do every couple years, and uh, she got taken over and they used her power against a lot of people. And she's actually incredibly powerful. But then at the end of the story, they just kind of reverted her back to Mary and everyone was just like, eh, I guess there's nothing about Mary. And that's a shame because she deserves more time. And that's all I got to <laughs> say, guys. She deserves hey, more bro, time. Okay. There you go. That is that is good. Thank you. Now, I like that you said there's nothing about Mary. Was that a reference to there's something about Mary? Exactly. That... Thank you very much for okay. catching that. Okay. All right. Go, go. Keep that in mind. Okay. Just give me a second. <laughs> Are you laughing? <laughs> okay. Okay. Can't believe that's what you went with, but all right. It's fair, though. It's fair. It's a character no one talks it's about. about, about to say, I, I was about to say it's fair. They did, they did remove her from existence. She's this twin with the same powers and just... Poof, Nowhere to be found. I'm happy that the judge is a little bit on my side without having to say anything yet. Anyways, no, no, I'm not. I'm not on anybody's side. I'm just I know. Explaining. I'm just stating. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. But you'll understand. No, my no, point no, of view is all why, why, why are you so? Why are you so paranoid, Dave? Yeah. I'm not paranoid. I'm, I'm just <laughs> trying really hard. So I'm trying hard, really hard not to laugh. Because <laughs> all right, just, you ready, dude? Yeah, I'm good. Three, two. Okay, I'll be introducing or hopefully introducing to the world Animal Man. So Animal Man is one of these characters that a lot of people have a tendency to cringe when they see him. Uh, He is, you know, his power set is not necessarily the biggest set. It's just one where he's able to mimic the power or sorry, uh, absorb the power of any living being that has ever touched the red, which I'll get into what the red is in the DCU in a moment. So he could 
uh, that's ever existed. So he could have the strength of a dinosaur as much as he could have the speed of a, a high, um, uh, oh my God, a cheetah. Uh, he's, he's a person who was a uh, environmental activist that eventually got these powers and at one point in time was in charge of what was called the red. In the DCU, there's three important uh, colors, I guess you would say, or um, elements that people aren't necessarily aware of, which is one is the green, which is what the swamp thing is in charge of. Uh, which is basically all plant life. There's one that's called rot or the black, which is obviously death. And then you have the red, which is <clears throat> all living beings other than plants. Uh, he's, he's been the avatar of the red several times. Uh, it's very, it seems to be a very important concept that not a lot of people know about. Actually, when I was researching this, I was like, oh, this is something that seems to be like, it's like not, it's like having living on earth and not knowing what air is. These things seem to be excessively important, in which case everyone knows Swamp Thing already. So what would be a good way to introduce the world to these other important aspects is by introducing either someone from the rot or from the red in it. Animal Man's already a bit uh, established, so that would be good. Uh, another thing is that eventually you find out that although he thought he was the Avatar, it's actually his daughter who, when she brings pets back to life, that she's actually the new Avatar, and then everyone's hunting her. So there is essentially a fugitive family story going on where basically uh, Buddy Barker, Animal Man, has to take his daughter and run across the earth to try and make sure that she could survive till she gets to an age where she can actually use her powers properly. Uh, again, I've seen... Uh, it's, it's interesting because it's one of the very few horror books that is perfectly drawn another reason why i think this book is going to this character be very interesting is because grant morrison is actually the creator uh grant morrison did a lot of great work reworking superman in the last couple of years uh the fact that this is his creation obviously means that there was something bigger planned when creating it and i think it's something interesting because it would show how uh there's a balance that needs to be maintained in the dcu that no one really knows about and he's one of the key people and at the same time if you interact with him you'd have to interact with swamp thing as well as interact with death and i think those are important aspects of the dcu that have not really been experimented with so if you're able to touch onto this you have a great family book horror book you learn about the dcu i say it's all wins win wins all around and it'd be also good for kids you could make it as good for kids being all about the animals where you can make it important to adults by being more horror eccentric which is what the comic book really is mainly about all right right on time right on time man <clears throat> this is very interesting both of you are kind of bringing out i'm gonna say obscure characters yeah yeah, yeah definitely um animal man maybe not so much because I mean, he's been kind of brought back into relevance with the new 52 a little bit yeah. but do you want us to do our minutes um, first before you yeah it yeah, no, I, I do want you to do your minutes. Okay. I'm just okay. kind of like going through a quick recap so I don't forget. Um, all right. Animal Man and Mary Marvel. Doc, I shall let you rip it apart. Okay. Here's our Tell me three, what. two, one. Any hero whose home base is Montana is not a <laughs> hero you need to read about. I'll tell you right now. I'll also tell you, DC already has someone who can tap into animals. Their name's Vixen, and she does it way better. She does it with power, she does it with ease, and she does it with style. She doesn't need she doesn't need extra characters to make her stories more interesting. She can be who she is and make her story amazing. Um, using the Defender of the Red, all that stuff sounds really interesting. Um, but once again, the fact that that story's already out there means it doesn't need to be told again. 
so I'm not as interested. If you were told to tell me that you wanted a story about the daughter, that sounds like it could potentially be interesting. But Animal Man himself, to me, seems like his story actually has come to an end. His daughter is there. She's the next generation. And guess what? We don't need daddy. <laughs> we need Animal Woman, if anything. Or Mary Marvel. Not a loser from Montana. Thank you. <laughs> I like the little thank you at the end. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Sorry. All right. I'm going to have fun with this. All right. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one. All right. Well, first of all, uh, screw Vixen. She needs an amulet. You take that amulet away, she got nothing. Just going to put that on the side. Second of all, uh, we were talking about bad carbon copies the last episode. You know, Iron Man and, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Rogers or whatever. No. Uh, Rody. So how on earth is she not? She's not even the carbon copy because you said she's the sidekick of a psychic. So she's like the carbon burnt ass copy on the side. Mm-hmm. Second of all, if we're talking about mimics and whatnot, you literally said she's a twin sister of a guy who has the same powers as the main character. So she's a degrade version of it. Uh, power does not. Also, as as well spoken about, like Batman uh, and other characters that have no powers, just because you're powerful doesn't make you important, nor relevant, nor interesting. And if and if you're saying that Shazam's not those things with what he's got already, how on earth can she be? Also, if they bought it and bought a thing just for him and want to throw it on the side, you could keep her in the garbage. That's it. Man, oh man! I really needed more this than a minute. <laughs> I would just like to point out I never tough. mentioned she was a twin. Our judge did. I did mention that. <laughs> so pointing um, attacks at me for statements I didn't make seems. But but also them. saying that she's a carbon copy would mean that Billy's a carbon copy as well since they're twins. So there actually was no real reason to separate them at birth other than the company deciding that he was probably more important because he's a guy. Yeah, that's you know really how the only thing. Or that he had really more style. Up. We know how it is. <laughs> well, okay, we're not bringing that up. <laughs> I think I think she would have been very important in terms of women characters. Marvel, uh, DC could have really had a, a their actual Captain Marvel. You know, yes. it's gonna be okay. Captain Marvel. I uh, agree, man. sir. But that but that would be ripping off no. Marvel's Captain Marvel. No, no, because they're both. Well, no, because this was before Marvel, right? Exactly. Oh, was it? Yes, yeah, 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 she's way before yeah. um, De- Carl Danvers. Okay. Um, and and Animal Man sounds pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I do like I do like that whole um, the red mm-hmm. sort of situation. Uh, his powers, uh, for some reason, the when when I was <laughs> reading into it or listening to you talk about it, I should say, kind of reminded me of the Animorphs. You remember that <laughs> oh, yeah. that, that show? Yeah, kind of reminded me of that. But he doesn't really. But he he has been known to take form of an animal, right? He he can. But most in, of the time, he does use their abilities. Is pretty much what it is, right? In, in extreme circumstances, he could actually transmorph. Yes. Uh, the the only thing is that the thing that they right. always try and emphasize is like it it's. It's just if something existed. Like, for example, if they proved that a dragon ever existed, he would be able to be as strong yeah, and yeah. fly. He can, he can draw power. Yeah. He can draw power from yeah. the animals. He's, he's usually, the, yeah, he yeah. usually stays his form, but he just has the ability. Oh, right. okay. In the Injustice universe, I saw him turn into a centipede. Like, well, it, dep- it depends. Can. Like, in okay. some... In, in, in alternate universes, his power, like, oh, okay. yeah. changes a bit. Very creepy human. Um, yeah. Man, I, I honestly don't know if I care that much for his power set or his backstory, to be honest. Mary Marvel is also tough because I'm like, well, now we do have Captain Marvel. I kind of have to revert back to a mindset where I would think she would be relevant to for this to even matter. Mm. Um, man, 
Your Honor. This is tough. Uh. <laughs> going, going back. I know this is tough. I have to take a second to breathe. Uh, going back in time, I think I think I prefer Mary Marvel here, man. Yeah, so I, I actually really want to root for you this time. If you had picked someone else, I feel like I might have felt better about leaning your way because Mary Marvel is not the strongest <laughs> choice for me either. But based on the two, based on the two that I had to deal with, unfortunately, I have to go with Lady Shazam, which is kind of cool. I, if you actually look at, I didn't never knew that Shazam actually meant something. It was like yeah, a, it says the Solomon's. Yeah, Solomon's wisdom, uh, Hercules' strength, um, Apollo, the sun god, Atlas, At- Atlas. Atlas. Oh, Atlas. Um, oh, I guess Atlas' strength. Because what's Hercules? Yeah. Hercules' strength, I guess. I don't know. Because Hercules will Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, and Mercury. Yeah, which is messed up because they mix Greek and um, Roman and Christian. <laughs> What is, yeah, what is and, Atlas? And then hers, Atlas hers is, is the a, one that holds the earth on his shoulders in Greek mythology. Oh, yeah, that, guy. that guy. Okay. Yeah. So Hercules, Hercules or Heracles, whichever one you want to use, is both Greek and Roman, so that's fine. Achilles is Greek, though. Mercury is Roman, though. Uh, Zeus is yeah, Greek. They, switched, so. they even switched to Egyptian at some points for, uh, for what's her name? Uh, well, for Lady Shazam. Yeah. Um, so they give her Selena's grace, Hippolyta's strength. Uh, Ariadne, or uh, sorry, Artemis, oh. Zephyrus, Aurora, or Aphrodite, sorry, and Minerva. It's oh, like, and okay. then and then later on, she becomes more powerful, and it becomes and it's for Egyptian Egyptian gods. So it becomes Shu, Heru, Amon, Zehuti, Aten, and Mehen. Oh damn! It's like, yeah, yeah. See, the, the one thing I knew is that she was very, very powerful. Like she's she's fought like some of the biggest, like Wonder Woman in them, and has been able to hold her own. And uh, mm-hmm. she just, but that's the thing. They just never wrote stories about her because, like we were saying, she's considered the copy of a copy because, like, she's the twin, but she it, she's like the secondary to Freddie. Because you have you have Billy Batson, then you have Freddie, who's um, like uh, uh, Captain Marvel Junior, and then you had her, who's Mary Marvel, and yeah. So, anyways, but yes, thank you, thank you. I, I, keep, I keep calling her Lady Marvel, but yeah. But yes, uh, wait. Can I just ask one question? Actually, no. I don't want to lose time next time. Yeah. Oh. 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 oh all right. right I, I, I didn't restrain. Ask it. Restrain. I didn't, I didn't ask <laughs> Practice what you preach, good sir. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. Okay. Doc is our win. Thank you. Thank you. Um, a so, deserving win to a certain degree. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I, I'm just joking. I wasn't sure about the character I was selecting, and then I was like, actually, I'm, really, I'm I don't think I'm gonna win this one because Mary Marvel, as interesting as I think she is, isn't necessarily the most interesting. Um, but Animal Man is as equally uninteresting. As I should have went with the so, daughter. Yeah. <laughs> like I should have went with the daughter. I, I really think the daughter, the story. I'd be, I would read the daughter's story because the thing is, to me, is just, and maybe it was, I didn't do it right justice but to me it's more like i think it's the defender you, of the you, red. you need to know about the red yeah like because everyone knows something if you tell somebody always oh, in charge of the green yeah he's in charge of plants people are like well duh and then like, like poison know? ivy stole it once because even well, they were in love at one point yeah like yeah, the yeah. two the two relationships that poison ivy has had that i was always like they should make a book out of this mm. was one was with the swamp thing and one was with clayface oh interesting and like because like he's like the ground that that oh, she used like okay. you know what i mean and like yeah. 
I was like, oh, this is really, and then it ends up that she was manipulating him the whole oh. time, which is a little bit of a letdown, but you're like, oh, it was such he's a good. A, he's the, what's it called, fertilizer? Yeah, basically, oh. you know? So that's how she took, that's actually like, she took over some of his actual thoughts with oh, okay. things, and I was like, oh, yeah, such a good story. I, I, like, I, you made me interested in learning about the green, the red, and the black. Because mm. that, that's, that, I, I that's when I read that, I was like, that's, that sounds, super that sounds very important, too. It's just, unfortunately, Animal Man, to me, that didn't come across as interesting. But when you said the daughter was the one in charge of the red, I was like, oh, I'd read a book about her for mm. sure. Um, but yeah, okay, yeah, cool. So uh, thank you for the judgment. And yeah, that that's the judgment call. If you guys have ever have ideas or anything, once again, you can always hit us up in the comments in anywhere you're listening to this. We'll be checking all the different comments, uh, whether we post this on Facebook or if you're watching the YouTube or or listening to the YouTube or anywhere. And then you, uh, you know, leave your comments below and we'll uh, check it out for people that you think we should be judging or if you have thoughts on that opposed to judge yeah. and you have uh, opinions, we will always... You know, take those. Even though the judgment's already been made, you can mm. still voice your opinion. We're gonna be going. You can, into- uh, you can appeal. You can appeal the decision. Oh yes, <laughs> there you go. Make appeals. <laughs> so next up, like we said, we're doing the review of Saga. This is once again Volume One. So collects issues one through six, and it's written by Brian K. Vaughn and art by Fiona Staples. And let's begin, guys. Let's. Uh, what What are your general thoughts? I mean, I'll uh, I'll start with cool. my general thoughts on this. I. King love this. Yeah, I really like. I'm not a. I, I'm not the biggest fantasy fan. I'm really not. You know, Lord of the Rings, right. Hobbit. You know, all that fantasy style style storytelling. It's cool, but I'm not big into it. Mm. Uh, I mean, right. I prefer the supernatural approach to that type of stuff. Fantasy, like you know, if you're gonna have stories about fairies and werewolves and stuff like that, I'd rather someone be hunting. Mm-hmm. And trying to make sure they don't take over the world in some crazy wild way that they do, as opposed to a Lord of the Rings where you're you're just a part of that fantasy world and you're just living with the wizards and the orcs and mm-hmm. you know we talked about Bright recently. It's an interesting take, yeah. but I mean that's probably the closest to having my interest because the take was modernized, but most fantasy right. isn't. But that's where this works well because saga takes advantage of the space aspect of the sci-fi and mixes it with the fantasy really well and as much as i usually and don't ra- and wrapped, wrapped in a very very compelling story yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i really like so alana's the mom marco's the dad hazel's the baby you know you, you you're getting a story from the perspective of hazel at least mm-hmm. that's what we think you know it, it that's what it comes across no, yeah, as. no i i would say yeah the, the narrator is definitely hazel but uh, I mean, yeah. w- uh, we've had a conversation in the past about this, and one of the things that we always that we thought was a great touch was the fact that Hazel's speech is made to be subtle to the grand scheme of the story as Fiona Staples drew it. You know, it it yeah. it never takes up. You know, like we talked about Batman in the last episode, and how the the thoughts and the monologue. And it's funny now that I think about it. The monologuing done by Bat by Robin and Batman in that issue is almost jarring because of the way it's done in these like big, like you know, ripped out pages of a diary splashed onto huge sections. It takes up takes up a whole page worth of yeah. exposition. Whereas yeah. in, th- in this scenario, Fiona Staples and, and I guess Brian also had something to do with this. Yeah. Just insert the thoughts in her speech around the objects on the page. Yeah. Yes. So it's not really in any sort of thought bubble or anything. It's just a part of the environment. It yeah. just like 
you can tell this is her story. Yeah. It's a part of her story. So her words are a part of the imagery yeah. that you're seeing. They maximize, right? they maximize, like, you know, sometimes they say, oh, you got to maximize an image. You got to maximize uh, how you say things and whatnot. And I think that's the thing that you could say about this book. As balanced as it is with like all the different elements that are going on, it is maximized to the max. Every page, anything that you see on a page is important. Any mm. word that's said, there are some words when I reread this, I'm like, Oh yeah, because I've read a few pages, a few issues after what we what we're reading today. I'm like, some some, th- <laughs> some things of the, that are being said actually apply to later on. So there's might there might be a lot of things that are being said that I've not heard of yet, but are probably apply later on. Yeah, as you're saying, like the flow, the the general flow of how people talk is very human. Yeah, yeah. When when people talk, the way they they interact with each other, the way that they think and behave. It, it's it's very human-esque, like, like perfect example. There's one point in time in this book where they find, Alana finds out that Mark was married, right? Yeah. And he talks Gwendolyn. to her, yeah, Gwendolyn. And she's like, she's like, well, why didn't you tell me? He's like, well, you told me like, you know, uh, the past is the past and that's it, we're in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, yeah, but that was about that's random hookups. That's something a guy would say. I, sure. was, I was just gonna yeah, say. Exactly. I was just gonna and say, then her reaction, that is such a male response. But like, her reaction, such a female yeah. reaction being like, well, I th- that only meant that about hookups, not about people you're gonna be married to. Yeah. Like and it's very, very human. much what the woman would say. In yeah, this. exactly, right? And then like, in again, this situation, yeah. and how they make it flow like, Sometimes I was reading panels and I was like, I actually had to relook at the page. I'm like, oh, it flows so well that I forgot there's a little bit of dialogue because it's just like, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's it's beautiful. How, this yeah. whole thing, it's almost easier to say what you don't like about. If we didn't, if we had to say what we didn't like about it, this would be two minutes. Whereas yeah. if we got as much time in the world, I could talk about this for like five hours. Yeah, it's such a well written. book. Yeah, I don't think there are very many things I, I didn't think of anything. I can't think of anything I didn't like about it. Like if anything, uh, it's the if TV, I did think something, it'd be very yeah, exactly, be very nitpicky, very, very, very. I mean, the- we could. There's the one thing that I I think we could both uh, that most of us have probably thought of that we found a little hard to swallow was issue. I don't remember which issues four maybe sextillion. Like <laughs> so, first of all. Uh- you get a character, the Will, who is a bounty hunter. Once again, bounty hunters are a very big part of uh, space operas, as we, I guess, it, as you come to notice. Um, the Will and the Stalk are two that are part of the story early on, and the Will is, you know, realizes that he's offered the mission to hunt down Alon and Marco, and I think they know about the baby at that point. Yeah, Hazel, but he yes. just, he doesn't want the mission. He's just like, nah, this this doesn't seem interesting to me. I'm gonna max out. This- oh, actually, before you continue, sorry. Yeah. The reason why they're being hunted is because they're from two opposing races, oh, yeah. uh, and they're and they're not supposed to be mingling. And they ended up hooking up because Alana was a security guard and Marco was a prisoner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they fell in love with each other in the prison uh, through daily interactions, had a baby together, and now they're on a run from everyone who pretty much wants them dead and doesn't want people to. And and then the the people in charge, the robots, I guess. Do we even have? A name for the race? I don't think so. I don't think they give a race, right? Yeah, no, they're, no, no, they're no. pretty much. They're pretty much. They have human bodies, but <laughs> uh, but, but television heads. <laughs> so creepy. It's so that's my only critique. So that thing's creepy. The I don't, fact I don't that the like first it. time you see them, they're having sex, and it just looks like two like two weird cosplay people <laughs> wearing til- yeah. television heads having sex. And I remember the first time I saw it, I was just like, "Are they gonna take the television heads off?" And then I was like, "Oh no, that is." Their head. <laughs> it's, it's just like that DJ with the big whatever, mouse head or whatever. Yeah. It's like two of them. And whatever they're feeling kind of just shows up on the screen, but most of the time it's just a blank screen. Yeah. Yeah, and so they want to hunt down these two because they don't want 
you know, the, the, their people to start seeing that both races can get along is that, you know, they have a kid. Yeah. That was, exactly. they, they didn't even know that they could together. have a kid. Yeah. That's actually exactly. said, they're like, Oh, you guys can have <laughs> yeah, sex, Prince let alone Robo- make a, make a baby. <laughs> yeah. Prince robot. The fourth was just like, Oh, these savages. I thought they, it's just, yeah, it's a story of pure ignorance. And, racism <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, Yo. It's, and it's done and it's done in a pretty clever and digestible way, you know, uh, where you can, yeah, you it can really get is. the point without you feeling like someone's trying to shove it down your throat. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was going to use another word, but yeah, pretty mm. much just shove it down your throat. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, it tackles this. This book is like it's very uh, the the word is on point. That's all I could say. Like yeah. the characters on point, the the artistry is on point, and the thing about the characters, like you're like after reading issue one, as much as they were new characters, I felt like I don't know if it's how they were written or how they were presented, but it felt like I already knew the characters too. Like they they feel mm. so. Down relatable? to earth, so yeah, human. I mean, they're so relatable. Like, you're thrown in. You're thrown in right into their lives. Yeah, like the, yeah. first, the first thing you see is her in a vulnerable, her being Alana in a vulnerable position. Yeah, she's giving birth. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're right away. You're you're in. So yeah, it, he does a very good job. I don't know how he came up with introducing th- characters like this, but yeah, I think that's a good point, Tobes. The fact that he he makes her so vulnerable, and that you get introduced at that point. And he makes Marco vulnerable because Marco at that point is like a beaming f- father to be who's just so in love. And you're just like, it's that connection. Mm. I guess being there yeah. for a couple delivering their child into the world would make anyone feel like, well, I'm connected to you because I've seen you at your most yeah. em- emotional moments in your life. Like, like- yeah, she's in those three pages going through the wildest range of emotions from, like, pain to anger to yelling at him. Yeah. And he's also, like, he's vulnerable. And he's like, oh, my gosh, she's having a baby. But he's like, you know, he's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he loves her. He hates what she dishes, you know? Like, yeah. He, he wants to be there so much, and he wants this to happen so much. And you get that right from the beginning. You, you get that they love each other yeah. right away. Without and, and that's really hard. That's really hard to do. Yeah. To get you invested like that in characters so early from the first couple pages, and and there's actually something that I that actually starts at the beginning, which I also think flows into this. Uh, the 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 first words you read out of this book is, and I I think it's really interesting because I feel like it has a lot of double uh, double meanings. Is that uh, the first sentence you read, which, which is Hazel's thought, is this is how an idea becomes real. Oh. That's the first sentence. Yeah. So you you read that and like okay. Sure, that's obviously there's the direct meaning that, okay, we're talking about a birth, right? Yeah. But then again, this is the first issue, the first sentence of a comic book series. Yeah, yeah. So it's the first, this is the first thing he had to think to actually get it going. Yeah. For all you know, this may have been one of his first ideas, but it's only taken him this long to get to this point. Yep. And I feel like this is actually, this whole book, I actually describe it as going to school. Because this, this is, in my opinion, this is honestly one of the best things I've ever read, mm. which I'm really happy that uh, Doc found it for us but like this book is like going to school it's, it's literally schooling you on not just how to tell a story or telling stories through visuals it's literally teaching you how comics are meant to be yeah from every aspect from the drawing to how you not just the writing but how you present the writing uh, how people have to and look the covers and the covers and interactions between characters completely yeah. uh how how class. Like, exactly and even anytime you see a face a facial expression it it t- you don't need to actually have writing yeah. Specifically, like there's that issue when Marco starts. He's like all normal, and then the second someone shoots uh, oh, Alana, yeah. when he goes into when his he beast goes mode. crazy, man, yeah. that is some 
Oh, Berserker that's mode. Shit. That is some really messed up crap. Yeah, I mean, his yeah, he's, he's a guy, a guy who's trying to kind of run away from his uh, militants past and not really use his magic. By the way, he has magic powers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not really use his magic and, you know, just want to live a docile, familial life. Uh, but first he has to not be on the run as much, so he has to find a safe haven for his family. Yeah. And then he's forced into, they get cornered at one point by a, by the army or just a few soldiers, and one of them shoots his wife in the shoulder, and he just loses. Yeah, it. his his like Wolverine style berserker mode. Scary. Yeah, actually scary. Yeah. When you're reading, yeah. like, I was like, I would not want to be on the other side of this. Be, specifically because to that point, you see him as a loving father who's trying to protect, and and trying to do what's needed for his family. He's calm. He's, he's calm, very calm, and he's like an ex soldier, and he's just like, I'm not, I'm not going to be that person anymore. I don't want to be the soldier anymore. I want to be better. I want, I never want to lift my sword again, so on and so forth. And then in a split second, when his family is threatened, that berserker mm-hmm. mode of anger and the way Fiona drew his face of like just like the darkness around his mm-hmm. eyes and the anger, he looks like a virile animal. He looks like he changes. Feral animal, sorry. Yeah, he, changes. he does. He he, 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 he digresses. He does, he does change. Yeah, he. He does. digresses, and the thing he's is, he's not, savage. He's not himself, and only for him to stop, for her to stop him, was to shoot him in the shoulder. Yeah, too. which is it's very telling. Or, 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 or was it? A, I guess a stun gun. Just yeah, she says she says it's a stun gun because at one point in time, someone says you can't hurt me with that, but she's like, I know All you right. need my baby alive, so I'll kill my baby before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I give right, it to, which is right. which is really also in depth because like again, that's. A lot of people would be like, oh, she's not a real mother. I'd be like, no, that's like the most motherly thing that she can do because exactly. she knows that if she, if I die and she goes with you, you're going to have the worst, most likely 99% nine chance yeah. you're going to have the worst life ever. Well, that's some Solomon style yeah. stuff, right? That's yeah. the exact story yeah. from King Solomon. Okay, I'll cut the baby in half. You can each have a half. And then the mother's just like, well, no, let them have the baby. Then. Yeah, I exactly. would rather the baby go with them than, than be cut in half. Yeah. But in this in this situation, I'd rather the baby die. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I mean it only as in like the the option in that story was at least the baby lives with a like supposed loving family mm, in Solomon's mm, story. Right. In this one, it's no, this baby's gonna be taken and probably tested on, yeah. and God knows what. And it's just like, well, oh, hell's yeah. no. Test I'd rather tubes. pop a he- bullet through the head and mm. kill, and I kill the baby and kill myself, and that's it. You will never have the baby, and mm. so ends the tale of of Hazel. And and, and crazy enough. Yeah, I mean, this, but because of those sacrifices and those threats and all the decisions made, Hazel gets to live, and it's a pretty intense story. I mean, the it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty. Yeah, and, and speaking of Hazel, I just want to touch on that when she's telling this story and stuff like that, you're not sure if she somehow remembers this being around it as a tiny little one week old baby, yeah, or two or whatever how old she is because she's literally a baby in these yeah. first few issues here. Yeah. Yeah, she's a newborn. Um, so she sort of, does she just sort of have that memory, and she just caught on and remembers everything, and that's her ability. That we're going to find out later on, or is it stories that people have told her? Mm-hmm. Because in the beginning of the story, it's just Marco and Alana in the room. Yeah. Right. The birth is just happening. She's giving birth, and she's pushing, and he's just there. Right. Yeah. That's so. True. I'm wondering how she remembers to tell this part of the story. But there's also times where she's obviously making comments about other people's stories that she's not a part of. Right. Like there's times like she's right. making comments when the the will is like on his own, and he's like, "Oh, right. this guy's a monster, but I'm going to meet oh, him eventually." Point. So that means she has. To, Someone's told her. Someone's had to have sat her down and been like, "So there's a lot of shit that happened, and you need to know in order to understand." (laughs) Like, I'm assuming there's an issue later on where they're like, "You know what? You actually have to know 
everything to happen so you either forgive right. or are able to handle this other issue later on in yeah. life yeah yeah that's, exactly. that's a valid and point. i like how she kind of gives us spoilers which it's yeah. crazy so you think it take you out of it like at some point she she tells you what's going to happen with her parents later on oh that yes kinda, you're that's like, true. Oh. Like, oh, so we are leading to this, but I guess we're sticking on because the story is good enough for you to stick on. It's not just about Alana and Marco. So regardless of what happens to them in the future, you're still enticed and like to stay in and, and enjoy this ride with with uh, yeah. the story that Hazel's telling. Yeah, yeah, because Hazel actually says like I'm not the hero, which yes, might which yes. might be modesty, of course, yeah. on her part, because sure. like if because at one point in time, well, actually, this is I was actually going to make a comment about something I think she says in another uh, later, so I won't. But cheater. <laughs> she, she she's just i don't know how they just engage how they made it that if she's the narrator and then says okay my parents are going to be the people who are are going to be the saviors which doesn't say whether or not the parents are alive or not alive when she's making these comments just makes it very interesting and like one other thing i want to give credit to uh fiona it is fiona the the artist right that's yeah name? fiona staples so I think on the last the, the 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 scene where you actually see Marco say, "Oh, tell my bride Gwendolyn I love her." Oh yeah. And you have that moment <laughs> where you see um Isabel's and and Alana's face. Isabel say, who we haven't mentioned already but is the kind of like ghost babysitter babysitter that you encounter. We're leaving out a, a lot of things only because there's so much story to be yeah, told that we to, can't cover everything. No. But if anything in this first few issues yeah. there's just a lot. Yeah, it's but too much. if anything we want you to read this. Yeah. I mean we'll, we'll probably say it in our final thoughts but I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure we're all going to agree on that. So go ahead sorry. <laughs> but no no it's okay. It's just that in that one one Im- in that one image which is just it's a it's a it's a, it's a splash page. It's just their two faces. The range of emotion for considering that it's not filmed. Right, because yeah. when you film something, right, you're able to go through emotions yeah. easily. But this is a still photo. When you look at Alana's face, there is, uh, there's anger, yeah. there's concern, yeah. there's love, there's it, what, there's this what the fuck moment. Yeah, Isabel's like, uh, like yeah, she's awkwardness. Just, like, yeah, uh-oh. there's so much <laughs> happening for a single frame photo. Yeah, and that's that's Dude. what it's it's like. This is if you. Fiona Staples did an incredible job. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. it's absolutely it's ridiculous. Like there's, the, there's the first few pages again. Going just going back to the beginning here because it's everything you need to know about the characters is literally in their faces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the first. Few I wonder if she's in, a type of artist who has models like do faces and then she draws from that, or if she's just that talented from the get go. Because it's beautiful art. It's it's expressive. It's beautiful. It's detailed. Uh, I mean, it's realistic, and it's it's kind of erotic too at the same time. Oh, it's very erotic, erotic like, and gruesome. When there's a, with the naked scenes and stuff like that, especially at the beginning, again when Alana's like giving birth, and she's like, it doesn't hurt at all. It it feels good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you look at her face, you're like, actually, you can tell by her face, yeah, it, feels good. Like, <laughs> yeah. it looks like a normal reaction. Yeah. You actually, you feel what these people are feeling because Fiona somehow put your face there. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, well said. Put your face on the pages. It's crazy. Very well said. Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples are both at, I guess you could say, at the top of their game with this. Yeah. It really came down to Brian's writing and Fiona just being able. They, they obviously work very well together. They, they had to connect yeah. at some yeah. point. Like it's it's Perfect. as if like when he was saying it, she was already drawing it. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. she's like, I know exactly where you're going. Yeah. 
And yeah. I mean, you can tell. And that's what makes Saga, I mean, you know, there are, what, 51 issues deep now. Uh, people are always clamoring for more. I remember when there was like a gap between some of the the issues being released. People were like, when's the next one? And, and you get it. You get it because they, from issue one, like we said, being there for those raw moments for these characters... You feel so connected to it that you really want to know more. Mm-hmm. Like, you really, really, really want to know more. And, I mean, like, again, there's so many characters that we don't even get to touch. The Will and Lion Cat, for example. Oh, don't even get me started. The, 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 I only mentioned them because issue four, the cover of issue four is my favorite. It yeah. was it was my background on Facebook for a long time. That that image of the Will with Lion Cat set, like lo- standing next to him and then looking off into the distance and the Will smoking. And yeah, and funny cool. enough though that that uh, as much as that is my favorite cover, that is my least favorite issue because that issue made me so uneasy with the amount of like because it's it's all it's all about them being on a sex planet. Yeah, the, um, the dominatrix planet. If yeah, anything. and there's like. You know, it's like the lowest of the low back alley stuff, or you well, it know, depends the, where you are on the yeah, planet. Exactly. There's those That's angels the having like infamous orgies. Yeah, so there's like that aspect of like the beauty of it because the art's like beautiful, and it's like you know, and then like the next panel will be six guys in a pyramid being spanked by a dominatrix, and the next panel will be you know, it gets darker and dirtier, and then you finally get to the center of it because the the, the like the pimp is like. You know, taking the will deeper and deeper, thinking like he's not interested, but it's not just that. The will is obviously a depressed person and mm. he just didn't want to actually be there, but he for some reason thought that's where he needed to go. But then there's a child and you're like, how deep, dark and depraved mm. is this planet? And then you start to see the type of person the will is. Yeah. I, and I'm not even going to tell you. I want you to wonder. I want you to wonder when I say that. <laughs> what type of person is the will? I'll tell you this much. I like the will, so hopefully you know the type of character he is. Sorry, you were going to say. <laughs> well, what about his sex life? Oh, yeah, the, the stock. I mean, <laughs> so the Will's ex-partner and ex-lover, I obviously is um, yeah. probably stock. one of the most interestingly drawn and created characters. Creepy. Yeah, yeah <laughs> You should see Dave's face. He looks petrified. It like you have make your me eyes, feel good. His eyes are closed because he doesn't even want to look out into the real world right now. He's like scared. She's, uh, she's someone who was going after Ma- uh, Marco and Alana as well. And she yeah. encountered them in the forest um, for the first time before they met Isabel. Actually, she was the first one they met in the forest. True. Yeah. Um, and she if picture, I guess, picture this picture. If you look up in the distance, it's dark, but you can still see the reflect like the you know, someone's silhouette. Yeah. Up in the distance, normal head in the distance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, normal shoulders. Yeah. Uh, torso looks normal. Yeah. And the rest on the way down, you probably think the person has a gown on. Yeah, right. Or a dress or something. Now, now as they're walking towards you out of the shadows into the light, okay, you see the face. It's definitely not a human face. <laughs> Six eyes. It's 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 a it's a spider's face. And you're like, but okay, a spider it's, female. It's a spider, face. spider female, but with. Uh, it's so hard to describe. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's even so with us trying to do this, I feel like we'll never do it full justice. But by all means, we're still going to try because it's just funny to try. It's like it's like four eyes on the, on either side. Yeah. So instead of like one eye, as I got four just going down vertically on either side. Normal nose, normal mouth. No arms. Blonde hair. Yeah. Uh, nor- normal boobs because obviously she's, now, she's naked. You can tell she came closer to you. But she has no arms. 
Uh, she's missing arms, and she does have a gown, a skirt on, which is covering her legs, and then she takes her legs off. Takes her legs she's out, yeah. She's full, full <laughs> spider on the bottom. You mm. know, I have to say this, though, really quick. <laughs> so creepy. When you see her without the arms and the way she's standing, did you guys think of, like, maybe, like, a Venus statue? Yeah, or she was having one of these things where she's, like, putting her her arms arms back and trying to, like, be seductive. Exactly. Yeah. But then you realize she just had the... But it is the Venus Venus de Milo sort of stuff. Yeah, because I I really think... And this is where I'm wondering about Fiona using models or... It really feels like she looked at, like, the Venus statue and was just like, okay, using that as a base, how do I draw this... And make it alluring, like because Venus is already alluring and and you know goddess of love and sexuality and all that stuff. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use that as a jumping point, and then I'm also gonna make it because this is supposed to be a monster. This is the type of person who kidnaps a child from their parents. So how do I make that darker? How do I make that a little creepier? And then you see like so you get as Toby was saying, you get closer, you get the eyes, the monster features start to come out, and then when the legs come out, that's when the games really get afoot. Like it's some creepy ass shit to see that's that when the spider legs. <laughs> and each and each spider leg has a weapon. It's not just it's not it's not a point, it's like a hand at the end of each oh, leg. Yeah, it's true. Holding a weapon. Yeah. She but the thing is as oh, horrifying it's like, it's like she's as she's trying she to is, flash you in as, that photo. As horrifying as she is though, there's still something like sexual about her and 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 you can sort of understand why the will falls for her. You should it's weird. Oh, God. It is. It, it, there is a weird it's just the way it's, it's she's drawn eloquent eloquent how do I pronounce this? Eloquently. How do I put this? Eloquently. Eloquent uh, yeah, eloquently um <laughs> disturbing? Disturb yeah, like horrifying, <laughs> eloquently disturbing. But yeah, yeah, something like that. Something along those lines. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah, still I mean, beauty all you have to do in, is Google it. Yeah, there's still beauty in the like pure creepiness of it. I, I feel like yes. maybe Fiona was going with this thing like, okay, I need to make the most beautiful scary monster so what are we gonna do so venus is the epitome of beauty yeah everyone's terrified of spiders yes yes, yes. so that's a good point i'm just gonna give what what do people hate about the spiders the legs for sure so keep oh you know what people don't like the multiple eyes there you go and then that's she's like what what can make a spider worse well if we gave it hands with a bunch of weapons (laughs) and then oh why don't we use how is there anything else you could do let's make the tongue be able to puncture people oh yeah you're like tongue and the thing um, is, yeah, and, and when you first see her, so I didn't, you know, not knowing that she has spider legs under that skirt or gown, yeah, bottom, that was whatever a you want to call it, crazy oh. shocking. She looks, she, she, she looks like, uh, like I thought she was some sort of a siren or something. Yeah, right? yeah, I yeah. She like, she, I thought she was the horror they were talking about. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Did you guys ever see out. Maniac Mansion when you were? Oh, a kid? I used to love that show. I feel like she oh, saw that show and then was doing this. <laughs> yeah, the uncle was a fly. Yeah. I love yeah, that I mean that's a long that's a long touch on what she looks like, but yeah, she's really that interesting. She, she, she's very and, interesting. That's true. And the will, and just knowing that the will, you know, used was to, like a love interest, like hardcore yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's a really freak. Her. <laughs> he's super, super in love with her. Yeah. So, guys, I mean, the, the, uh, our review probably doesn't scratch the surface of everything we can oh. talk about. But uh, I mean, you could talk about this book for hours. Yeah, and that's one of the things. So instead of talking about it for hours, we're probably we're gonna go into the next segment. But if anything, we're telling you guys, you know, pick it up. We definitely pick it up. We're gonna discuss it a little bit more in the final thoughts. But definitely, 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 definitely something worth. Uh, definitely something worth reading. Going into our next segment, we call this non-canon. 
dun, dun, dun. I, where we like to match up. So can I can I can I, can I throw you a curveball? Oh, oh, go sure. for it. What's right up? before. Instead of not canon, can we do another uh, best fave worst? Sure. Oh, if you yeah, want. sure. Okay. Sure. As long as you have a what's what's I, I feel like you have like best a smirk on your face. <laughs> superhero weapon. Oh. Superhero weapon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I feel like there's a whole array of options uh, compared to our last best fave worst. I think I'm gonna throw in one of I, I want to throw in. So weapons. Weapons. I'm just trying to. I'm trying. It's easy to figure out the best and the fate. Well, it's easier to 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 narrow those. Wait, but the same. Well, also like another category about intrigue. Like another one that you you're intrigued about. The reason I say that because I have one. The helmet of Naboo. Well, oh, so, so that, okay, that, that's so, notable mentions. I do that all the time. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so notable mentions, you, you can do that. And then, uh, okay. so best, favorite, worst, weapons. I'm trying to think of the worst. That's what I can't. Yeah, that's the one that I think I might have a little bit of trouble with because I don't really think about. No, I, I have I have a worst. Okay, okay. I, 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 I can do worse. I got one. I okay, got one. hit us. I got one. Okay, so are we, okay, I'll start with, with saying a worst. Yeah. I'm trying, yeah. Uh, the penguin stupid umbrellas. Oh, okay. Lamest thing alive. Oh, he's not a superhero. He's a villain. Strictly superhero. Strict- okay, oh, so then I'm gonna take okay. it back and I'm gonna strictly, be strictly superhero. <laughs> like I was, I would say Captain America's shield, but then I know he's not invis- invincible, so he needs a shield yeah. either way. Mm-hmm. The only reason I say it's stupid, kind of like one Roman's gauntlets as well, is the fact that well, what is it really blocking? If they shoot your feet, they can shoot your legs. I got it. But no one ever seems to aim low. Everyone seems to aim high. Yeah, everyone aims for the chest. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Worst is Batman's shark repellent. Oh, God. boom! Yeah, that's the even, worst. I'm doing. I don't care. It, it, it's existent. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, Worst yeah. is the shark repellent. You, you most. You, when is a shark gonna jump out of the water and attack you? That you're gonna actually spray it. It's the worst. That's true. <laughs> it's gotta be the worst. Batman sixty six failing us from day one. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of laughs though. And then I, I would say, oh, I could do all these actually. Uh, I would say maybe my my one of one of my favorites because my 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 best and my favorite are going to tie. But I guess my notable mention as a favorite would be I always love Judge Dredd's gun. Oh yeah, because you could just change whatever the hell you want out of it and whatnot. It's always really cool. But my best, but my real best and slash favorite lightsaber. Specifically, the green lightsaber. I I actually have a collector version at home oh, that nice. I don't let people touch. Well, actually, oh. that's a lie. I let people touch, but the second they start waving around, I start getting really paranoid because <laughs> someone's actually once hit it against something. I'm like, I'm gonna kill you. But no, definitely, I would say lightsaber, my <laughs> favorite for sure. Okay, what about if you're gonna go with specific weapons from a specific? Like, I was thinking like characters with who have just like their main weapon, but you're talking about like, an arsenal of weaponry. Yeah, I'm gonna add. I'm gonna add green arrows, like boxing glove arrow, <laughs> as a <laughs> worst. <laughs> as, yeah, yeah, if we're, if we're, yeah, if we're doing that, it's so impractical. A, it would lose so much velocity before it even gets to where it needs to get to punch. <sighs> it would enough velocity to punch someone in the face and knock them out. That's definitely like the worst <laughs> weapon I've ever probably ever heard of. <laughs> and I think there, I, I think there was actually an Easter egg on the on arrow. Of this weapon in the first couple seasons, yeah. Let me let me look it up. Did he actually throw a punch one? No, no, no. But I think it shows up. It was an Easter egg in the in uh, one episode. Okay, Uh, I'm gonna go for what I think is probably I. So I don't think it's actually the best, but I think it's the best for the for. 
How do I explain this? It's the only reason the character is alive. Okay. So the Black Knight from okay. Marvel okay. has the new Excalibur. Uh, mm-hmm. And without that sword, there's no reason for him to exist as a character. <laughs> so for that reason, it's... it's Because, I mean, like the whole idea is he's a gifted scientist. He's an expert swordsman. The sword is immune to magic, but without that... Oh, he's also very skilled at martial arts. He's as skilled a fighter as Captain America or Wolverine, which is very high. Yeah, uh, He's a, an expert horseman. He has knowledge of magic. Skilled tactician. So if you take away the sword, though, he doesn't have his swordsman ability. He's still good with martial arts, and he doesn't have his immunity to magic. So he essentially just becomes like any well-trained a dude. shield agent. Which, like, ah. the thing that separates him is the fact that he has the sword, and the sword is and what, yeah, and it makes him better. So for that reason, I consider it one of the best because it makes the person better. Yeah, like if you took away Captain America's shield, Captain America is still Captain America. Yeah, he's still a super soldier. Yeah, if you take away Black Panther's vibranium suit, he's he still, still has a whole bunch. He's of still other, Black Panther. He's yeah. still Black Panther. If you take away Thor's- Black Knight's sword. He's, not. he's still impressive, but he's a poor man's Batman, let's say. It, but know, here's the thing. If you take away Batman's... Well, I guess he's technically still Batman if you take away the weaponry, but he's kind of not very much without his arsenal of yeah. rich boy stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. True. <laughs> That's arguable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but yeah. he's still. I mean, he's still like a good detective, martial arts, yeah, whatever you want exactly. to call it. Exactly, like this guy. Right? So. Yeah, because Batman, if anything, trained himself to be peak performance that a, a human right. of his age can be at. Mm-hmm. But he's also, exactly. you know, mentally one of the strongest in the DC universe. He's one of the smartest, regular. Still, 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 I think that needs to be dialed back. He can't be that OP. Yeah, this dude can literally repel someone trying to get into his mind. Yeah, yeah, anyway. he has all the walls and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, so. So when it, like, if you're gonna tell, if I was gonna say best favorite worst, I I think that when I think of worst weaponry, I do think Batman because he relies on a lot of that stuff, and mm-hmm. and is but is actually capable, mind you. He at, because of his genius level, he developed that stuff, so it's mm. still impressive. Man, this is a hard one, Tobes, to yeah. to, spawn, to throw on us. At the- <laughs> right, I thought so. Yeah. Yeah, I still think I think I think the new Excalibur is probably the best, only because it cre- it actually creates the hero. Um, Did you guys like Storm Stormbreaker? Yeah, yeah I, in the movies, I like Storm in, in the, the movie. Movies, no, in the movie, no, in the, re- in the comic in the book, comic, I yes. like, yeah, just like yeah. Mjolnir's. Like I, I was gonna actually say at first the best would be Mjolnir. I, I always, yeah. I think, did I say it right? Don't Mjolnir, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mjolnir. I, I, it's definitely, Mjolnir. It's, my girlfriend's, yeah, my girlfriend says Mjolnir. So. Yeah, no, it, Mjolnir. like that that <laughs> weapon is definitely like at the top, right? Yeah. Like, let's be honest. Like it controls the power of lightning. Well, it's been known to be uh, the, a holder of lightning powers yeah. and this and that and whatnot. But then again, and the Mighty Thor story added a whole other dimension to it where it's it's a living being yeah inside like it, it is the energy of the storm yeah and it, it is sentient so mm. that's Almost why that's sentient. why it chooses who can pick yeah. it up and stuff right yeah well i think it's more just like there are times where what's her name uh, jane foster was like dying and the, it would show up and it would be like 
it, it doesn't talk, but it would just stay there. It's like nodding yes and up and down. It, as well, it, it's like in front of her and she'd be like, okay, I know you want me to take you out to do something. And it would just stand there and she'd be like, okay. And then she'd grab it and turn into, and then she'd know what she has to do. So I wasn't a fan of that turn, but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, man. What's the worst? Did I, did I pick a best? No, I didn't pick a best. No. Hmm. Trying to think of the worst. This is pretty tough. Thanks, Toby. Thanks for making this one. Of the <laughs> I know, ones. I know. I'm, I'm kind of stumping myself. You know what? My favorite. I'm gonna go ahead and call it, and I'm gonna call him a superhero because of the second movie. I like Yondu's arrow. Fuck it. Oh yeah. Oh shit. That that's that's. I'm gonna go one. with Yondu's arrow. It just flies through your enemies from a distance with a whistle. I feel like you're almost unbeatable from a distance. <laughs> he'd, like, he'd definitely be a sharpshooter. Like, he, well, he takes down an entire ship, and right? Hide. Yeah, takes up a whole entire battalion of people in like two minutes. Yeah, yeah how do, do you think he can see through the eye of the arrow? He has to have some type of uh, some, he has some kind of connection to it. To it. Oh, yeah. Okay, he has to because there's no way he'd be able to whistle because he was killing people not looking at yeah. them. So he had to, yeah, he has to. It was so like that, his final hurrah. Yeah, I think. I think. But it's still not my the best. I, but it's definitely my favorite right now, based on you know everything I've seen so far in the universe. Yeah. Um, hmm. For favorites. Are we all stuck on favorite uh, on best? Oh no, you're 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 stuck on favorite. Yeah, for uh, me, because have... I still say the sword is the best only because okay. of what it grants. Oh, I know what my favorite is. A green lantern ring. Oh shit! Oh, that's technically okay. a weapon. That's technically. I a mean, it is yeah, without it. Is. it. Yeah, what, do yeah. you do? what do you do? I mean, it's a, oh, it's a, a equivalent to the sword. You can't do anything without it. Okay, I have too, I have too many favorites. Yeah. <laughs> for me, a Green Lantern ring is my favorite weapon in an, it, it, for a hero. Like for, a hero. Yeah, because yeah, all, out of all the heroes that have or rely on a weapon, that's your favorite one. Yeah, because okay. you, I, it, it's a weapon powered by your will. And you're, mm-hmm. I mean, you can misuse it because mm-hmm. Hal misuses it when he's parallax. Mm-hmm. But you can also, so it, it doesn't choose sides, which I like. You know, Mjolnir picks sides. You can mm-hmm. only use it if you're worthy. Uh, you know, the Rage Lantern rings are if you're angry. Well, actually, fear is if you're out to create fear. But the will, you can be a bad Green Lantern. And still have it. Yeah, like Guy Gardner is not the nicest person. He was not the nicest person and still had Sinestro, a ring. Sinestro, right? Sinestro had a ring. Was a horrible person. Mm-hmm. Hal, when he's possessed, still had the ring. Horrible person. But so. with that thought, mm-hmm. wouldn't, wouldn't logically your and I'm not trying to influence you or anything, but wouldn't you suggest that the worst would then be a Red Lantern ring? Because when you do get it, you lose all your humanity unless you're dunked into the to their the original planet's like bloodbath, and that's when you gain your sanity. And at the same time, your heart explodes immediately the second you put it on. The second, yeah. you, put on the second you put it on, you have no more heart. If you take it off, the person oh. dies. Oh, I didn't even know that part. Yeah. So you, so you Wait, basically, what, you, which ring? the red, the red lantern ring. What happens is that you, a, you, 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 your heart explodes. Yeah. It's it's now your heart the ring. B, unless you're put into their their bloodbath ritual, you're yeah. basically a savage beast. Also, if you're that savage beast, you have basically no control. Well, you'll have like an animal instinct, always like barf acidic blood on people yeah. and that's always just not a good thing to really have you know you're really happy you spit up a bit you burn people actually now that like, you've brought up the, the you've made that argument for the red ring i will tell you my worst ring uh, or worse the avarice ring the, the, the orange one like how would that be the worst though what do you do with it what is that it has all, because the thing is 
Red Red Lanterns can't actually make. Sorry, they can make constructs, but it takes them a long time to learn it. Avarice Ring is just the equivalent of, uh, of a Green Lantern Ring. The only thing is that when you put it on, you'll be obsessed with having. You you become a collector. Yeah, an obsessive <clears throat> collector. But and is you that don't want that's worse than to... your heart exploding. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I think didn't... it is. Oh, I think it is because you kind of lose yourself. Your heart exploding. Okay, I just keep the ring on. Okay, cool. You know? But with Avarice, you can and you can't even have a team. That's true. You like I remember wasn't it Lex Luthor and that Atreus the the Oh man. I, I know that I can I can never I, I can, can never pronounce his name. Yeah, it I starts with an A. Yeah. But that guy that looks like a Is it Avarice? Yeah, Aver- is oh, Avarice, yeah. Avarice? He looks like a poor man's Bettery Bill essentially. Yeah, definitely. That's a very good description. Yeah. Yeah. That's very on point. And then, <laughs> and then you find out that the other ring is like on Lex or something and he like gets obsessed with making sure that he's the only one. Yeah, because that's during the the darkest yeah. brightest day darkest night thing. So for me that seems like the worst because you become so obsessive that you just make you start to make poor decisions. It uh, it, it gives you the ability to make constructs, but you're like Avarice becomes so obsessive he like hides away and he's just like in a cave with his like la- like his ring and his lantern he's just like it's mine I have it and you're like okay that's that just to me seems like a waste of a of it's a- ring of crack basically yeah yes it makes you like an addict that's yeah. why I think it's the worst that's and right. I think the yeah, my favorite true. is the green lantern ring and then black knight I I, re- I just think his sword is uh, and I mean like again I don't think it's the best but for what it does mm. and for who he is it seems interesting I think my best I'm going to have to go with the Mark L armor from Infinity War or Iron Man. It was pretty dope. I think in terms of like, again, it was so, it made him way stronger than he should have been. Yeah. The nanotechnology, the nanite, like the relocation of the nanotech when he like loses a certain part, they kind of grow back and like Hmm. he has these like repulsor cannons that come out from the sides now and he could blow through alien metal like it's just it's everything you ever want as a human with no powers <laughs> is in all is, is in that one suit and it's lighter than before it's it's kind of like black panther's habit like that like his suit in terms of how it kind of yeah. just materializes on you right yeah yeah i think i think he saw that and tried to pretty much imitate it <laughs> for his suit next probably You're right don't you notice is right after black panther yeah, did yeah, that yeah, yeah, is that he yeah, so Tony is sneaking that way <laughs> yeah. and sort of try and trying to sort of like take other people's tech and make it his. <laughs> that's true. Chill. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's that's my best one if I had to pick one. Okay, yeah. and then what was your favorite? Um, I, sh- I always forget. I gotta write these down. <laughs> Uh, uh, do you, you, you guys do yours, and I'll get you mine. Well, well, my I'll just sum mine up again. So I would definitely say my I think the the, the best is a, is a lightsaber. Oh yes. Uh, I am now completely torn about what my my favorite one is. It would be a tie between lightsaber, Green Lantern ring, and Judge Dredd's gun. <laughs> all for different. See, all those are different purposes. They're different yeah. sections of life of life choices. That's so rare. There's that. Uh, the the definitely the worst is the Batman shark repellent. I oh don't yeah. Even like that's just collecting dust. I think what you your Green Arrow punch. Uh, arrow. That was the worst one. Yeah. yeah. My favorite one that lose me right now. Interesting. I don't think you made a choice on it. That's why. Yeah, I'm not sure you did. I did. I yeah. did. Yeah, well, we'll have to listen back to it then. Oh, I just had it. I just had it. I lost it. Yeah, but yeah, if you guys want to know, just go back uh, three or four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all you guys. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And I guess my honorable mention is uh, the Helmet of Fate. Mm. Oh, Naboo. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, or Naboo, same thing, right? Yeah. 
because um, I just feel like, man, there's so much power in just that one helmet. But the problem again with that helmet is the same thing as with the orange ring is the fact that you just, you're not yourself. Mm, you yeah. lose control. You're not you, you know? Yeah. yeah. Someone else, when you put the helmet on, he, Dr. Fate is, uh, what's it called? Not Dr. Fate. Um, Naboo is controlling you. Yeah. 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 Right? So, he like, yeah. Anyway. He, he won't even like let you sacrifice yourself. Right. If like you were turned, no. yeah. If you like tried to yeah. do a self-sacrifice, he stops you. It will let you. And there's, yeah. only, there's only been a couple people who've been able to outsmart him or be stronger in terms of will to yeah. kind of bypass that. But yeah, he's, you know, he just grabs you and you're a slave pretty much. Interesting. Okay, guys. That was Best Faith Wars impromptu, but a fun one. And now we're going into our last segment, Final Thoughts. So easy. I mean, once again, we're reviewing Saga by Brian K. Vaughn, art by Fiona Staples, Volume 1. Uh, which is available now at your local comic book store. You should go pick one up uh, if you are looking for an amazing read. We are already highly recommending it. Uh, out of five, five point five. Five point. Like, like oh. I'm, I, okay, no, honestly, I'm, I, no, a serious. I saw honestly, if I if I had to be really honest, I actually I would give it a serious five. I do yeah. think it it merits it. I would say uh, four point seven five is only merited to the fact that I get creeped out by the stock and I get creeped <laughs> out by the computer like, heads. Oh yeah. Like those guys just, just weird me out. But other than that, seriously, there's, there's when there's nothing to complain about a book that makes it a five on five. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I think this might be my first perfect score five on five. I, I mean, all the things that I don't like about it are things that are more based on challenging me and making me uncomfortable and they were written to make me uncomfortable and I can see that I can tell that's what they were trying to do and I I should I accept that and I recognize that that's how good the writer is Brian K. Vaughn does an excellent job at making you feel uneasy and Fiona Staples can do the art to that and they figured out how to do it and me being uneasy is part of the story like that's part of it they want me to feel uneasy and as for the rest of the writing it's good it's good I like as someone who's read ahead quite a bit it continues to be good. Uh, uh, and I mean, you know, it, it just, there are lull parts. There are volumes that I would probably give lower scores. But for a first introduction of storytelling and world building, five on five. I think this is my first perfect score, too. Oh, damn. Five on five. Damn. Yeah, oh, it, damn. Around the house. Everything is it's rare. It's, I mean, I'm going to give fives probably in the future for different things and yeah. different categories and different types of graphic novels or comic books. So in this sort of realm where I never had an interest Mm, um, in this sort of you know fantasy sci-fi exactly. sort of graphic novel, it, the fact that it actually gripped me with so much emphasis, like it just grabbed me from the beginning. I was like, "Whoa, like, this is this is what a comic book should make you feel yeah. like when you read it." Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, there's, there's really nothing to complain about. The artwork is incredible. The writing, even more so. Uh, but they both complement each other like none other that I've seen or read in a very long time. So that's definitely the reason why I'm giving it a five. And aside from that, the story just keeps getting better. Yeah. yeah. Um, like Doc said, if you read ahead past the next few volumes, it just doesn't doesn't really stop or give. And then like the laws that you mentioned are also just kind of the usual that you need in terms of kind of just giving a yeah. deeper, fleshing out a deeper story for later. Yeah. Uh, so they're not really laws, but you do get such a rush from everything that when that does happen, it does feel like a law, even though it isn't. Yeah. So don't get fooled I mean, by that. It's still really worth reading. Yeah. Kayvon did like set the bar so high with the first one. It's when I got to other things and I was just like, oh, okay. That I was. Yeah. Like, you were waiting for that rush again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that yeah. drug addiction, like we were just joking yeah. about. It's just like, 
damn, give me another hit. Yeah. So, because, yeah. like, the, the only real critique about this that you could tell anyone is just that you can't give it to, like, a young person. Oh, no, you, this it. is not for This is an it's adult a, yeah. story. Like, that, it's, that's the only... The only and nudity right off the yeah, bat. Tells yeah. you that. that, that's yeah. the only... That's the only caveat. Like, that's the only... I don't, I, mean, want, I, don't even want to, I don't even want to say the word blemish because it's not even a blemish because no. it, it's known to, it's it, it's basically over it's, it's, it's publicized a, as an adult book yeah not it's everything not is for every age yeah exactly it's I mean, perfect the, for its audience yeah, yeah. there you yeah. go so guys that was it that's Saga uh, you know volume one collects issues one through six Brian K. Vaughn Fiona Staples perfect score from all three of us so you're highly recommending it go visit your local stores check it out and um, Dave what do you want to tell the people squirt-idea.com uh, well, you know, just come visit us. Uh, we're we're an independent uh, comic book company in Montreal, getting our feet wet. We have uh, two uh, books getting off the ground. Definitely by the time you, you hear this, we'll definitely have a hard copy of The Fathom Out. We'll maybe even have a hard copy of Fit Trinity, but again, I'm not sure when this will air. And, you know, just support, in general, support your, your local comic book, uh, independent artists. That's what Squared Idea was all based upon. It was based upon uh, two guys coming up with an idea about books and then wanting to make those books and then realizing hey we should do this for other people and you know if you're not if by chance you're not in Montreal and you're still looking for assistance whether it's guidance on how to start the process or trying to connect with other artists if you're uh, an artist looking for a writer a writer looking for an artist that's why we have the internet we, yeah. we, we work we've already started working with people who are, live outside of Montreal live outside of Canada we work with someone who, who, who's based right now in, in New York so by all means if you if you have an idea bring it to the table awesome Toby that fit dude on Instagram? That's right. And SoundCloud abstract, A-B-S-T-R-A-Q. See y'all next issue. There you go. There you go. That's it. That's all. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back in another edition very soon. Another issue, as Toby just said. And uh, if you guys want to check out anything or everything, always visit us at franklinarmstrong.com. And uh, that's that's it. That's the that We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. All that stuff's on the website. And uh, that's canon. We're out. Peace, everybody. Thank you so much. Peace.